This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. July corn expired on Wednesday at last price of 683. It briefly traded to a new contract high on Tuesday. Old crop basis levels are extraordinary and warrant marketing the remaining 2020 corn, but buying it back in September futures. The premium of cash to September is exceptional, and in our view it can only narrow one of two ways. Cash corn falling to close in on September, or September futures strengthening to meet up with cash. Our bias is and has been clearly the latter. Breaks are buying opportunities. While most have been focused on weather, the reality is that this is still a demand bull market. There's one more spat of rain coming through the northwest corn belt today, but after that it's back to hot and dry the remainder of the month. While USDA shaved its forecast season average farm price for corn by a dime Monday to 560 from June's 570, it's important to remember the premium basis we're seeing applies only to old crop. Most new crop basis levels are barely better than normal and running 20 to 30 cents under December futures nationally. So USDA's forecast 560 average cash bid converts to 580 to 590 futures equivalent for their average price for the year. And that's 40 to 50 cents below where the December contract was trading at this writing. We folded USDA for being too conservative on usage and too optimistic on crop size, but we have no quibble with their average price outlook. For soybeans, Brazil's Conab is under fire for its own estimate of the corn crop at 93 million tons because they didn't take the recent freeze damage into account. We suspect that's part of the reason USDA didn't cut its own estimate below 93 million metric ton. It has a tendency to follow rather than lead foreign official crop estimates, even when their analysis are aware the CONAB forecast was dated the day it was released. It's hard to understate the importance of soaring canola prices in drought-parched Canada to the outlook for soybean oil. However, USDA had to cut its 2020-21 soy oil export forecast by 125 million pounds in Monday's WASDE due to the lagging sales with just one month left in the marketing year. It raised domestic usage by 100 million pounds and soy oil has breached its July highs and is now poised to challenge June highs in the 68 to 70 cent range. Turning to wheat, the outlook for spring wheat remains grim and Canada's crop was likely overstated in Monday's report, while our weather consultant Eric Snodgrass says that their drought has now become the drought of the century. We would add that the big cut forecast for spring wheat production Monday can only go lower, Those numbers were gleaned from conditions two weeks earlier, and the spring wheat crop conditions have only declined since then. In fact, in Monday's report, the portion ranked good to excellent was unchanged at just 16%, while the portion ranked poor to very poor rose from 50 to 55%. Brazil is rumored to have bought eight cargoes of Argentine corn, which is cleaning up their offers and firming their local basis for South American corn in general. Theoretically, they should be exporting corn instead of importing it. There is fear of another hard frost or freeze in their forecast. Crop losses are so severe in Brazil that they may not be able to fulfill their contracts. Estimates show 65% of the corn crop had been sold overall, making contract fulfillment a real issue for those producers who lose half their crop. As we have mentioned before, yields will be extremely sporadic and highly correlated with planting dates. 
One farmer from Ceriso, a town in central Mato Grosso, shared a video showing his combine monitor yielding only 8 bushel per acre, and that was supposed to be one of the good areas. On cattle, we've been as bearish the feeder cattle market as we have been bullish corn. Our negative bias for feeder cattle comes from deferred fed futures carrying 10 to $15 premiums to spot futures, new crop corn running $1.25 a bushel below spot prices, and growing likelihood that the July 25th cattle inventory report is going to confirm some contraction in the beef herd, but that means that it'll take until next year before actual supplies are smaller. I've never had a problem being cynical. I hope that learning that the government was going to offer small packer startups half a billion dollars in funding to increase competition in the packing industry may stir up some more aggressive bidding. Dragging some beef packing CEOs before congressional hearings may not hurt that process either. Put enough heat on their oligopoly and cattle prices may actually improve. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.